Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is no one else like you. We love you, Lord. You are such a good God. Take all the glory. Take all the praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You can do better. Give the Lord a big shout. Give the Lord a big praise. Amen. Please take your seats this morning. Um, I want to appreciate everyone that has either sent me a birthday greeting or a birthday gift. Um, for those that don't know, tomorrow is my birthday. All right, tomorrow is my birthday. And... Um, so I want to appreciate you because I might not see you tomorrow. So I want to appreciate you today. For those that have sent in a gift, those that will still send the gift, and um, for everyone that has prayed for me or sent me a birthday greeting, I want to appreciate you today. So please, can you put your hands together for yourselves? Um... I want to particularly appreciate the workforce of the church. They sent me a gift, uh, that kind of gift that goes to your account, that your bankers will be happy to see. So thank you, all members of the workforce that gave. Thank you. Thank you. And God bless you and increase you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, so this morning I'm talking about seven ways to dramatically change your thinking. Seven ways to dramatically change your thinking. We started in the first service. Hopefully we're going to be able to finish it in this service. Why is this topic important? It is important because God cannot change your life without changing your thinking. Please, I want to beg you, this is important, not just for you, but please, for your children, be very particular about their thinking. God cannot change your life without changing your thinking. Let's say it together. God cannot change my life without changing my thinking. It's very important. Many of us have not yet grasped how important this is. And let me tell you, no matter the stage of life you are, your thinking still needs upgrade all the time. Even the person that thinks, ah, I think big, there are still times you will catch yourself thinking small. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Has it ever happened to you before that somebody wanted you to do something for them and you were thinking, ah, uh, I don't want to charge too much or make the person no wrong, and you are thinking of a small figure and the person is thinking, 
of something bigger than what you were thinking. Has it happened to you before? So no matter how good you are, there are times that even you are thinking too small. So it's a continuous improvement. It's a continuous improvement. It's a continuous improvement. God cannot change your life if he doesn't change your thinking. So you will see this all through scripture. Third John verse 2. I wish above all things that you what? Prosper and be in health even as what? Your soul prospers. Even as your soul prospers. You will see um, Romans 12 verse 2. He said, don't be conformed to this world. Instead, be ye transformed by what? Renewing of your mind. You will see the scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You will see scriptures like um, 2 Corinthians um, 10 from verse 3. He said, we, don't, we, we might be walking in the natural, but we don't fight in the natural. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, we walk in the flesh, but we do not want war. So, we are in a war. We are in a what? War. We are in a war. You are in a war. It's just that the real war is not war against demons. Africa has made Africans think that their biggest enemy is a demon from the village. The one under that Iroko tree on the way to the stream where one old woman buried one black pot. Africa. 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 How many times did I call you? Demons are real, but the power of God is more real. It's realer. It's more realer. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So we are at war, but the war is not against principalities and powers. No. The real war is inside your mind. From the time that they shared stories. How many of you have heard all these stories? Ah, there's one family. All of them die at 20, 20, 20. They now say, why? The third one was not going to die. One old man now came. Now say, I'm the one killing them at 20, 20, 20. Every time they share those stories, they are warring with your mind. You will live there more afraid of the old women in the village that you have confidence in the almighty God. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is a war. It is a war. Is it possible that somebody was killing people at 20? It might be possible. But that's none of your business. Because if they buried something, you too buried something. They, they bury good. They bury tortoise. They bury uh, nonsense. You, you bury the whole human being. 
the human being eating their own goat is rotting under the ground. You what you buried after three days. I get what I'm saying. Their own goat can't talk again. The thing you buried, the sacrifice you buried, is walking about. Oh, I don't, you don't get what I'm saying? Their own jars is in their pocket or in their house. Your own jars is a worker. He's called Jesus Christ. He's alive and well. That's why whenever human beings want to create an idol, you see, God made us in his image. Human beings too are making God in their image. We are returning the favor. So when people make idol, you notice they are, most of them they stand like human beings. The only difference is that the Bible says they have mouth, but they cannot talk. The idol just stand like this short. <laughs> you say they have eyes, you can't see. Have mouth, you can't talk. Have ear, you can't hear. You stand like this. Your own is Jesus Christ. And you are afraid of the idol. Some of them say their own idol is not even human being. They downgraded it. It's goat. They do calf. In Israel, what they cut when, they, when Moses went to the mountain, what did they use their goat earring to do? Calf. You understand? Cow became. Cow became. Is what they want to worship. I don't know if you guys know what I'm saying. Cow became. Listen, listen, listen. God cannot do much in your life without changing your mind. He can't do much. He can't do much. No matter how much you pray. No matter how much you what? Pray. So, the real war, the real war, the real war is your mind. Let's see it. He said, we are in the flesh, but we don't war in the flesh. We don't hustle in the flesh. Look at it there. For the next, the next verse. For our weapons are not natural. That's what kana means. They are not natural. But what? Mighty true God. To pulling down what? Strongholds. When we were strong, young Christians, when they mentioned this stronghold, they say, begin to pray. Pull down every stronghold. Ah, cause prayer. Stronghold, come down. Pull down stronghold. Pull down stronghold. There is no stronghold anywhere. The stronghold is in your mind. See the next verse. He said, casting down what? Do you see the stronghold? He said, the stronghold are your imagination. Casting down. The stronghold you are pulling down is not demon. It's in your mind. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against what? The knowledge of God. He said, bringing into what? Captivity. Every word. Thought, 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 thought. Imagination. Knowledge. Thought. All those three things are where? Your mind. Imagination. Thought. Knowledge. It's in your mind. Message translation says you will take that thought as a prisoner of war. You know prisoner of war? So you will arrest it. I to be like a prisoner of war. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God can't do anything without your mind. 
the same scripture in Genesis 11. Okay, let me see. Yes, he said, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war what every thought and it and do what insist it bow in obedience. Are you getting what I'm saying? We insist. So when they share story, oh, one witch fly for night, one thing, one thing, baby die for morning. I said they won't fly only at night. They are not strong. We will fly morning, afternoon, night. Say in their coven, in their coven, they drink blood. And they drink blood and then they hide. We will have a whole blood drinking service. It's called communion service. We announce it that we are going to drink blood on Tuesday. There are small, small witches. Then they hide on top tree to drink blood. We drink blood here publicly. Publicly, we won't televise it. It's on YouTube. We drink blood regularly. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? Because they want to, they want to, they want to challenge your thoughts. You must answer them with the knowledge of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? God can't do much without your thoughts. Genesis 11, God himself said, these people are one and they have one language and this thing they have begun to do is that nothing will be restrained from them that they have imagined. God said, whatever they have imagined will happen. Is the Almighty God. He said it will not be impossible once they have imagined it. It's a principle of life. If you can dream it and imagine it, it can happen. Our imagination is one of the things that makes us resemble God. Your imagination is a God-like future inside you. It's a God-like capacity because you know God can see the future before it happens. God gave you the power of imagination so that you can pre-play the future before it happens. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? In Genesis 11, those guys, they came together. They said, we'll build a tower that will reach heaven without technology, without caterpillar, without crane, no architecture, no science, no technology. They say, we are going to build a tower that will get to heaven. Now, of course, it didn't mean heaven where God is, but they meant a very high skyscraper. And God said, this thing they have imagined to do, nothing will stop them because they have imagined it. That's what God said. So your imagination is important. God cannot do anything without your mind. Listen very carefully. All of you that are, how many of you are parents here? Your parents, can I see your hand? You have a child. You have a child. Let me see. You have a child. Okay, thank you. Please, I want to beg you. One of the things you must constantly do, be careful 
not to remove the imagination of your children. When we were young, we, we, we had so many no from our parents. When children start their life, their imagination is unlimited. But as life begins to happen, they begin to hear no, no, it's impossible. It can't be done. That's not how it's done. There's no way. There's no way. Before you know it, we remove all their imagination and their mind also become rigid like that of adults. The gift that children have is that they have freedom to dream. That's why anytime God can no longer walk with the mind of older people, he starts again with a young generation. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So be careful not to make your children. Don't tell them it's impossible. Tell them we'll find a way. Tell them pray about it. Don't say no. Don't say it's impossible. Don't say we don't have the money. The worst part of poverty is not the lack. The worst part of poverty is the damage it does to the mind. The lack is a temporary situation. But the damage to the mind is a permanent situation. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's not uh, the temporary lack. Even very rich people, there are times they don't have money. It's not the lack. It's when the poverty enters your brain. Mm. Mm. It's too late. So how can I change my thinking? How can I change my thinking? Because God can't do much. God can't change your life if he doesn't change your thoughts. We shared the story in the first service when God took the children of Israel out of Egypt, but he could not take Egypt out of them. Ah, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. There were about two million people in God's congregation. God was their pastor. God was their shepherd. About two million plus. He took them out of Egypt, but he could not take Egypt out of them. So, as he was taking them through the journey, they kept misbehaving every day. They kept misbehaving. They kept talking about going back to Egypt. No matter how far God has taken them, they want to go back to Egypt. They say, we are missing the days when we used to eat garlic. Garlic. <laughs> garlic. <laughs> Look at this. He said, we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. Was it free? Did they eat freely? When your mind is negative, you begin to hallucinate. You begin to see things that never happened. He said, I remember the time that we used to eat freely. It's not free. You are slaves. So we're eating fish freely. The cucumber. Cucumber. <laughs> And the melons, and the leeks, and the onions, onions, and the what? Garlic. This is what they were telling God. God was taking them from slavery into the promised land. They are talking about garlic. God forcefully took them out of Egypt, but he could not take them into the promised land. It's part of the problem Africa is suffering 
especially with our prayer points and our lifestyle. We think God is going to change things forcefully. If he can't change your mind, he can't change your life. These people, after he took them out of Egypt, he could not take them in. They kept talking about going back. One time, God got so angry, he told Moses, let's kill these people. As in, God was discouraged. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? God was discouraged. The almighty God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, you don't know how powerful the mind he gave you is. That's why you are asking him to do the things he has asked you to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. I said, you don't know how powerful the mind he gave you is. That's why when God hears some prayer point, we are praying in Africa, he's just laughing. He's just laughing. What he gave you is on auto. It's a powerful tool. He, even he, cannot override it. God cannot override your mind. If God could override their mind, when they were saying they are not going to promised land, he would just shut their mind down and throw them by force into promised land. But it doesn't work that way. He can't override their mind. He got so discouraged. He told Moses, I suspect he was whispering so that no other person will hear. He said, Moses, let's kill these people. They are useless. <laughs> Somebody get what I'm saying? He said, they are useless. Moses was now encouraging God. <laughs> okay, see it here. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen these people, and behold, it is what? A stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone. That means leave me. God said, leave me. That my wrath may wax hot against them. That I may what? Consume them. And I will start a new generation with you. Let's start afresh. Let's close this church. <laughs> start afresh. God said, I want to kill them, all of them, and let's start again. Moses was now petting God. Now, hey, don't be angry. Do, Bele, don't be angry. Oh, oh. Don't be angry. He said, and Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why doeth thy wrath wax hot against your people now? God, now. He said, which Shebina, you bring them with your strong hand out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand. If Moses had known, if or let God kill them. Because eventually, these people, then kill Moses. Eventually, Naincom missed the journey. And the people still died. The difference is that God just waited for them to die naturally. A lot of times, we think we are waiting on God. A lot of times, we think we are waiting on God. It's God waiting on you. The issue is that God has no limits of time. 
<laughs> the thing he wants to do this year, if nobody rises up, he can wait for the next 50 years. You can wait for the next 50 years. Are you getting what I'm saying? In my own mind, I believe God is kind of tired with the way we are doing Christianity and the kind of teaching and prayer we're doing in church. God has felt this generation, they can't change this country. Because if you ask Christians, what's your plan now for this country? What will we hear? We're going to pray more. We have to pray more. <laughs> I said, this one's not ready. We're not ready. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, it would have just let them God, God can wait. So, when Moses told God, don't kill them, what God now said is that I will allow them to die. <clears throat> that means for the next 40 years, nothing will happen. They will just be roaming around till they die. And I will start a new generation. Nothing happened. They just died. If Moses had known, he would have allowed them to just die. Let God kill them so that we can move forward quickly. God cannot override your mind. That is why when you go to prayer, the first thing that, you sh that should happen in prayer is that God should talk to you. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? When you go in prayer, it's not what you are telling God that is important. It's what God tells you that is important. Are you catching what I'm saying? Africa doesn't know how to pray. We, we shout, God, do it, do it, do it. God say, I cannot do it. God say, I'm not the one that built America. I'm not the one that built China. It is my children that have sense. I use the sense I gave them. But here, we send God around, do it, I want you. Do it. <laughs> God say, I can't do it. I'm going to wait for you to fade so that I start again. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So every time you go to prayer, every time you go to pray, what God tells you is more important. He says, I will stand upon my tower. I will be upon the watch. I will see what the Lord will say. Because God talks in pictures. He will plant a vision in my heart. And see the next verse. After I stand upon my tower, the next verse says, And the Lord did what? I can't hear you. The Lord did what? Answered. And what did he say? By the vision. God answered by a vision. He didn't answer by, do it, do it, do it. No. He said, I will give you an idea. If you are very broke financially, what God will give you is not money. If he gives you money, you will finish it. There's no amount of money. <laughs> if God gives you 100 million, eh? I know some of you in your mind are saying, ah, if I just pick 100 million for ground. You know this is how poor people talk? If you hear them talk, <clears throat> if I just pick 100 million for ground, ah, I go first buy 100k suya.
Poor people are too interesting. 100K suya. See, if God gives you 100 million in a few months, you'll be broke again. God would rather give you a 100 million idea than to give you 100 million in cash. 100 million in cash begins to reduce from the day you receive it. Are you catching what I'm saying? It begins to reduce from the day you receive it. But if you get a hundred million idea, it begins to grow from the day you receive it. Are you catching what I'm saying? If God gives you an idea or a vision, you will never need money again till you die. Because that idea and vision will generate money continuously. So, you need to understand how God speaks. He speaks in visions. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your young men shall see vision and your old men shall dream dreams. What are they talking about? They are saying a picture of a future. Picture of what? Future. Seven ways you can dramatically change your mind. I, I spoke about some in the first service, so please make sure you get that. In this service, I'll continue. My number one point for this service, please choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. Don't, don't, one of the biggest mistakes people that are broke do is that they hang out with other broke people. If every time you are broke and you need, you need a quick 10K, a quick 50K, a quick 100K, and you call your immediate circle and they too don't have, all of you don't have 100K between the five of you. Eh? Look at this band, that friendship. All of you will continue to empower yourself, poverty in poverty. You will know you are in the right circle when you guys can help yourself in millions without tension. Say, guy, make I hold 10 million for your hand, I beg. And the person knows you, you, are, you, are, you, you have that value. He knows his 10 million is not lost if he gives you. He knows there's enough asset. There's enough asset in your life that he can loan you 10 million. And he's not afraid. But all of an day, I could say, guy, I beg my get 5K there. Say, I just want to call you now. Me say, I want to call you now. To send me 4K. Now 4K, I want to just ask you now. Disband that friendship. All of you should go your separate ways. Mm. I've discovered that Sometimes, when amongst your mates, you seem to be lacking behind, shame will not want you to hang around them because you are ashamed. When they are all talking, and one person say, yeah, I, I just spent uh, 100 million on so-and-so. Then I will say, yeah, last week I spent like 60 million on so-and-so. Then I will say, oh yeah, I spent like 50 million on so-and-so. They say, what of you? Um, I see 
I see 50 million for somebody account. <laughs> Don't let shame. See, that uneasy feeling you have amongst people that are ahead of you, that is the feeling that will propel you. It will anger you to be on that level. But what most people do, because they are looking for comfort, they will leave this group and go to a group where all of them don't have. You will feel better in that group, but you won't be better in that group. You don't understand? When you leave the group where they all have money and you don't have, because they make you feel uncomfortable, you now go to the one where you are comfortable. All of you don't have. You will feel better in this poor one, oh, but you will not be better. Because people will be sharing the same problems. So, boy, you didn't see, you didn't see how much for me. Say, ah, my brother. My brother, now, now at the trek. I trek at the trek now. I say, you're all still good now. You're not even go out again. <laughs> if that is your circle, eh? You could leave that circle home. Because there are some circles that, yes, fuel has increased, but the business ideas they have have also increased. So they are more focused on how to meet all the business runnings they have. No matter how hard things get, if your life is moving forward, you will keep overtaking the challenges. Are you getting what I'm saying? The economist and uh, um, statistics are showing that things will still get harder if we are following economics. What they are saying is that things will still get harder. I get what I'm saying. Uh, things will still get harder. So if your mind is to be busy talking about how things are hard, harder, they come. You can't be obsessed with how hard things are. Harder they root. So instead, project further. Project what? Further. Because every season of hardship is also a season of opportunity. Think. Think faster. Are you catching what I'm saying? So, who are your friends? Be strategic with friendship. I've discovered some people just relate with people around them. No, that's not how, you are not a tree. It's only a tree that stays where you plant it. As a human being, you can relocate yourself to places where your spirit is lifted. Relocate yourself. You are not a tree. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Look, be strategic about friendships. Most of the friends I have, they are deliberate, deliberate, deliberate. If I see them from far or I hear of them, I will say, this person will be my friend. It's a project. I begin to look for how to connect. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Don't just say, one of us went to school together. Have you noticed that 10 boys won't stay together for 10 years? The people you went to school with, secondary school, for instance, 10 years after, life has happened. All of you are no more on the same level. There are some you can't talk to again. Not because you are proud, but the level of thinking is too far. 
too far. So be strategic. Any industry you find yourself, look for contemporaries in that industry that are making progress and pursue friendship with them. There's a principle of life in scripture. They say, he that walks with the wise shall be wise. Proverbs 13. DJ, bring it up. I think 1320. Say, he that walks with the wise shall be wise. Thank you. He that walketh with wise men shall be what? Wise. He said, but a companion of fools shall what? Be this. Who are you walking with? If you are struggling with sin, all your friends can't be sinners. You have friends that you gist about sin. As in, you have, you, have, you have a team, you have a crew that you guys are committing the sin together. Or none of you will ever be free. Because even if you want to make progress, your friends will pull you back, say, come with all of us now. We, we are all Indian hemp smokers. Now this life will go take die. You need to break that cycle. Start working with people that look like your future. The company you keep affects your mind. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Mm. After, after Jesus Christ, the next thing that impacts people's mind the most is their immediate community. Listen, after what? Jesus Christ. The next thing that impacts a human being's life the most is their immediate community. So that starts from family, friends, and the whole community. That's why very smart people are particular about the area they live. <laughs> they are particular about the area they live. I was talking to my friend. He lives in America. He, and he, he has been living in America for some time. He said when he first came, one of the best decisions he made was to live in a middle-class neighborhood in America. They don't have middle-class in Nigeria again. But in America, there's middle-class. He said, because you usually will go to school, you go to school in your community. He said, if you go to a very rich neighborhood, those rich children, most of them, their parents are too busy to give them home training. And when parents are busy, they can't train their kids. They throw money at them. So those kids are very spoiled, most of them. And they are so spoiled, they don't respect anybody. There's a way you have money. You don't fear teacher. What how much you teacher any? <laughs> Your pocket money. I went to a military school. I went to a military school. We had students that flogged soldier. Did you hear what I said? I said, we had students, our mate, that did what? He flogged, normally in a soldier. They flogged the rest of us. Uh, his father was a brigadier general. Soldiers are their driver. Soldiers are their cleaner. Soldiers are their around people at home. Do you understand? Uh, in this, then they sent soldier message for house. So when he came to school, 
And soldier said, what are you putting here? Soldier, bring your belt. Flog us. Come flog them. In come out belt. See the soldier one. The soldier shock. <laughs> In come out belt. Because he's coming from where the, the, he has seen was, was soldier. Soldier run around for them at home. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so, levels there. <laughs> Abacha's daughter was in my school. You know Abacha? Some of you are too young to know Abacha. If you know Abacha, the name alone, they bring terror. The daughter commit offense for school. They announced the commandant came and said, we are suspending her. <laughs> you suspend Abacha Bikun. You want to suspend your career? Suspend her. They brought a senior officer to drive her home. Normally, if they suspend normal students, then go first flog you, then you find your way home, or your parents come and pick you. But when they suspend a batch of became, they call officer, not soldier, officer. Soldiers are the ones that have their rank here, they are junior. If you have your rank up here, you're officer. They call officer to carry the student for car. Person then suspend. <laughs> carry him go house. When he reach house, the place, defense house, that's the minister of defense, the head of defense. You suspend him again. So when he reach there, salute everybody. Organo deu. Na staff and wife he meet. He say, we suspend your daughter. A <laughs> wife tell him, say, say my brother, don't let Oga here. Say when I say if he hear me, you, her, all of us, they inside trouble. Even the school can close. <laughs> so he carry he carry the girl back. <laughs> he bring him back that day. He bring him back that day to school. Well, he could he couldn't bring her to a hostel, so he took her to uh, staff quarters. So student with a suspend. He did staff quarters. They watch TV. They eat uh, home food. They don't burn you away. You want to suspend that budget. The wife said, Papa must not hear. All of us go enter trouble. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, so the guy told me, he said, if you live in those rich neighborhoods, those kids are spoiled. Those kids are so rich, they are the ones that can afford drugs. You know, cocaine is expensive. Poor person of you afford them. So he said, those rich kids, they can buy drugs. Your kids will get into drugs. Say those are the kids that can afford guns. Now the kids when they buy those uh, assault rifle, <laughs> because gun no cheap. You go buy them now. Go buy bullets. Your Nigerian police don't get bullets. That's why they don't shoot anyhow. <laughs> they don't shoot anyhow. Now one one. Ta. No waste your bullet. Yeah. <laughs> you rest. <laughs> you rest first. He <laughs> said those kids are rich kids. They have gone. And the problem with your kids, working with rich kids, when Yawa gas, rich people go use their influence, make sure that their kids no go prison. Your own black child, he go go prison. So he said, that was the biggest thing. Those rich kids, they have big lawyers. Their kids will not go to prison. <laughs> you 
can't, you can't enter trouble with big people picking. I enter trouble my school days with big people picking. Police arrest us. We wanted to go and sell gold. One of my people stole gold from my experience. We wanted to go and sell it. Police call round us up. Carry us go station. We were three. So they asked the first person, what's your name? Now the guy was a nephew to Abacha. He wasn't Abacha's child, but he was their nephew and he stays in their house. So he's familiar with everything. So they asked him his name, police station. He said his name is so and so, so Abacha. Ah. When police hear Abacha, he knows a problem there. He go call their okay. You know, say that one don't pass uh, uh, constable matter. He called the DPO, senior officer. It was an outside person. So that one too came, asked the guy again. The guy mentioned the name so and so Abacha. So the guy spoke Aosa to him, something in Aosa. The boy replied in Aosa. Now, the boy didn't know Aosa, but he knew how to say, I hear Aosa small, small. Katang, katang. That's why I learned katang, katang for the first time. I've not forgotten katang, katang since that time. So the guy replied something, something, katang, katang. He was just saying, I only hear Aosa small, small. The moment he replied in Aosa, he told that one, stand on this side. He asked the next person, Say, who are you? What's your name? That one mentioned something, something, uh, something. He said, what does your father do? He says, Lieutenant Cornell, something, something. He said, go like this. I was the third man in the fire. My papa, they work for Nepa, Nepa. Nepa. People, they, people, they cut light. Nepa. They say you, what's your name? I say King Slokonko. I say, uh, where do you live? Now, this is where you must be wise in life. Because a lot of our friends were children of military people. I knew how they addressed their houses in the Keja cantonment. They have what they call BOQ and they have MOQ. MOQ means married officers' quarters. So they have MOQ, something, something, 13B, 14B. So we, all, we had friends that live in those houses, so we knew how they mentioned the houses. So when the guy said, where do you live? I said, um, MOQ, something, 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 Ikeja Cantonment. The guy said, who is your father? I said, Major Okonkwo. He's a major staff in Nepal. He's a major, he's a major staff <laughs> in Nepal. He's a major staff in Nepal. <laughs> He's a major staff in Nepal. Not be Munako Sango prison. Not be Munako Sango prison. He's a major staff in Nepal. <laughs> That's how we take a scapegoat. If not, is somebody getting what I'm saying? If not, there will be a big problem. So he told me. Be careful. If you go and stay in highbrow area with those rich kids, the problem, those days, because like I said, my school had a lot of rich kids, my secondary school. When the children misbehave, see punishment, the father will come to school. Say, Junior, I can't believe you jumped the fence. You're working with bad gang. I'm going to fly you abroad. <laughs> ah, all of us sit down. They don't catch us. We all commit offense. We are all waiting for our judgment. In Papa, come. 
So I'm disappointed. You are keeping bad gang. I'm flying you abroad to finish your education. Uh-uh. On that one self, come. Say you, I can't believe it. You are going to meet your auntie in London. You will finish your school there. I want to say, excuse me, sir. All of us, we are bad guys. <laughs> we are the one. We are all bad. You and your own papa, when your own papa come, that slap people give you. Know? So a lot of my friends didn't finish in Nigeria. They all went abroad. That's the punishment. So you see how rich people punish their children. They are going abroad. <laughs> punish me, sir. I've been a bad boy. I'm due for punishment. Let me go and get my passport. Flew all of them abroad. So he said, that's number one. He said, number two, don't also, make sure you never live in a poor neighborhood. Don't live in a poor neighborhood. Those poor people too, their parents too, are suffering so much, they also don't have time for their kids. Those ones, those are the people that have many children, different husbands. No father. So they too, they are high on drugs. They too have guns. And in those schools, nobody pays attention. Even the teacher, as they go come school, they go house in the fear. They might not make it. So inside the fear. <laughs> Say, have you done your assignment? Do it. Thank you. <laughs> Before he don't run. He's afraid. He can't teach them. He can't correct them. Now gangsters, they're all gangsters. He said, if you go to, those are the places where, when you hear the shooting, shooting in America, it's not everywhere. They have areas where does they happen. When you see ghetto, there's wood, there's other things. Not be everywhere. There are places where everybody get gone illegally. They greet each other with gunshot. So, what am I trying to say? I'm saying, your community matters. I went to one good community in their park playground. They have book, books in a shelf in playground. Say, so Nigeria, it's not your book that we lost. The whole shelf. <laughs> Don't you notice in this part of the world, if you put solar light, the people you put the light for, and then go carry them, go sell them. So, the community you stay matters. The people you have around you. If they are progressive people, you will become progressive. He that walks with the wise shall be wise. You can replace wise with anything. He that walks with the rich shall be rich. He that walks with the smart shall be smart. You can replace wise with anything. Your immediate community. Look for your friends or people you know that are doing well in their fields. Build friendship with them. They might not be open for friendship immediately, but you consciously build it. They are doing naming ceremony. You come with gift. They are doing party. They didn't invite you. Pass by. Greet them. Drop gift. That, oh, I'm on my way. I just heard you are celebrating your 40th birthday. So I just bought this small gift. I know it's small, but I just said, you know, we should celebrate you. They say, you know, go stay. No, 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 no. You know, you didn't invite me. I just... Another drop this gift. Yes. You have told him that next time. Invite me. You must learn not to beg. Rich people don't like people that beg them. Because everybody's begging them. 
If you join to beg them, they will see you among the people begging them. Instead, come on this side. People that give rich people are few. People that take from rich people are much. In the rich person's mind, they are discipulated. There are people's call, they don't pick immediately. There are people's chats, they don't check immediately. Those are people on the taking side. But people on the giving side, they answer everything here. Because whenever they see your call, they know it's something good. So, always carry a gift. The Bible said a gift will open doors for you. No matter how rich and successful somebody is, they still have needs. So, you can send them articles. Oh, this guy is in your industrial. See what they wrote about him. Well done. You guys are doing great. Give compliments. Give referrals. Give, um, you know, recommendation. Give encouragement. Give gifts if you have. Pursue those vital friendships. He that works with that. And those friendships will expand your mind. There are certain things that are never printed, never published, never announced, that are only discussed in circles. Did you hear what I said? If it's just news you are watching, if it's just a publication you are watching, you'll be always too slow. You'll be catching up after the fact. You know before they publish a job vacancy, people inside, don't already they arrange who they know. So, if you're waiting for a publication, for announcements, you are late. There are some things that are always discussed in what? A circle. So, you must be in those circles. Or at least, if you're in the right circles, somebody in your circle, they also know somebody in that circle, that knows somebody in that circle, that has a head, that they want to give this contract. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That they've heard that government is going to build this, they're about to start giving the contract to build this road. If you can't get the contract to build this road, you can buy land on this road. Because the price will change from when there was no road to when they build in circles. Stop walking with people that all of you are comfortable in your suffering. Are you getting what I'm saying? A circle. The last one I will share to build your imagination is to have mentors. To have what? Mentors are people that have gone ahead of you. Mentors are people that have become what you are trying to become. Pursue mentors, even if you need to pay. Even if you need to what? Pay. There's so much benefits in mentors. They know what you don't know. They have lived the life you are trying to live. You have never married before. You should have mentors that are married. Intelligent ones. Have mentors. They have navigated where you are trying to navigate they will help you avoid the loopholes. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Mentoring is so powerful. Makes your journey easier. Expands your mind. When you go and see what your mentors are doing, you say, I've not started. Why was I feeling comfortable? Why was I feeling successful? If you stay only among people you are greater than, you will feel you've arrived. Until the day you go among some people, and you will hear what they are discussing and what they are doing. You will now feel small. And it will help your drive again. Because there's, a, there's, there's an area you can be living. If you buy one Tokumbo, Toyota, Corolla. Ah. You can see the way the security man go, they greet you differently. Ah, Sean, sir. 
Welcome, sir. Everything, sir. You will feel like I don't arrive. Toyota Corolla. 96 model. Ah, welcome, sir. Everybody can get you because everybody around you is poor. You feel you've arrived. This is my blue Toyota. <laughs> the day you mistakenly miss road and go to where the real people are, you'll find out that even their driver car, <laughs> when you ask him, who has this Lexus? He says, our driver. You can pack your Toyota very far. It expands your mind. Because you know what? Your mind is limitless. Your mind is what? Limitless. So it's you that will do exercises that will expand it. Your mind is limitless. It's where you stop dreaming that God stops doing. It's limitless. So every time you stretch it, it's very good. And the Bible says something. Uh, there are so many. There are about seven. I can't mention all. All that good one is giving. Giving expands your mind. I've talked about mentors. Let me explain. Both of them are linked for me. They are linked for me. When I was a young pastor, in fact, we were still a youth fellowship. And my experience that time, this was 25, 26 years ago. My experience then was that most pastors... Most pastors were beggarly. They were beggarly. They have to be smiling all the time. They have to be nice all the time because a lot of rich people in church were the ones helping them. Pastors then didn't have school fees. In fact, that time, if you tell your parents you want to be a pastor, uh, they will cry for you. But then, I met one of my fathers in the faith and mentor. I heard him say, on the stage one day, I prosper in every currency. Ah. I said, sir, he was preaching. You know? He just got up. He said, I can never be poor. Ah. Sir, he said, I prosper in every currency. He said, whenever I travel, I never need to buy foreign currency. I have it in all currencies. You know, you know what? If you are traveling, you have to go and buy dollar, buy pounds. You know, he said, I have it. If I'm traveling, I just take pounds. I have. In Nigeria. Ah, so me too, I started saying it. I prosper in every currency. Your mentors gives you wings. They give you boldness. They introduce you and welcome you into realms that ordinarily you and your mates will not enter. 20-something years ago, I can never be poor. I heard him say, I prosper in every currency. <laughs> Me too, I began to say it. And I also began to see it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So I knew what he was saying now. But you see, if not that I saw somebody that was walking in that realm, I heard him say, we have never begged and we have never borrowed. Ah, that time, if we're doing ministry, you must be good at begging. If you're not good at begging, your ministry is over. You must be good at visitation. You know visitation? 
Because how are you? You know, we have some things we are trying to do in church. I just I should tell you, you must be good at letter writing to beg people. And I heard somebody say, we have never begged. We have never borrowed. I heard him say, I'm the biggest giver in this church. Ah! That's how I got into all those realms. I saw somebody do it. I saw somebody enjoy it. And I knew it can be done. So me too, I began to say, I prosper in every currency. Let me tell you, let me tell you, eh? some of us, this dollar problem Nigeria is facing, eh? some of us is not affecting us at all. I lie not to you. I lie not to you. If you are not making dollar, you'll be angry. If you are making dollar, that dollar is going up means you can even buy more things that you could have bought before. Especially real estate. Because the price doesn't always go up at the same cost. We, didn't, we don't import land. Do they import land? It's things that they import that affected. This land was here before dollar. We didn't import it. So even if it goes up, it's not angry. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? So I've been saying it for over 10 years. So I'm, 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 I'm prospering every currency. Expand your mind. I can never be poor. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? Your mentor expands your mind. You will see what was possible. That ordinarily you could never dream it was possible. And like I said, the last one is giving. 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 The Bible said, a liberal soul shall be made fat. DJ, give me that scripture. Let me close. He said, the liberal soul shall what? Make fat. Most times, one of the ways you break mental barrier is to give in that realm. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? Give in that realm. The day I gave him millions. Since that time, millions look like small thing. Million is not angry with you. It's your mind. If your mind is battling, you need to break it. Now, please give as you are led and inspired. I'm not teaching this because I, I want to get your money. Trust me, I'm very blessed. But I broke the barrier mentally. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? How many, see, how many people here can imagine being a millionaire in dollars? Can you imagine it? Uh, you see, your mind, if you're not yet there, I know some of you are there, but for some people, your mind will first struggle. You need to start to give in that dimension. Ah, when we first started church, <laughs> there was so much poverty. People's mind was locked in the thousand realm. I intentionally broke the million realm. Not just for me, but for the church. Those that were old members know what I'm talking about. When Apostle Paul said, I fought beasts in Ephesus. It was mental beasts. Me too, I fought beasts in Festa Kanamu. There was poverty mindset. I, 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 I waged war on those mental barriers because I knew 
I wanted to raise children and members that were millionaires and billionaires. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? I've always shared this story. The first time somebody gave me dollars, I can never forget one of our members. I still met her on this American tour. She lives in America. She was just a young girl at that time. Her parents either won Visa Lottery or something. So she traveled with her parents, teenager, young teenager. And when she got there, she came back to visit some months after. And she brought $200 in cash. $200. I was a very broke pastor at that time. So she came. I said, Pastor Kay, you know, thank you for all the things you do. You gave me $200. Ah, I was very poor, broke at that time. So $200 will help us. So I came to my wife. She was in the kitchen. I was praying her and dancing the $200. You know, I was praying her. When he finished, I picked it up and spray her again. She was dancing. So after the dancing, I told her to give me the money back. She said, why? I said, we, we don't eat this type. If what you have is not enough to be your harvest, make it your seed. I said, we don't eat this type. We need to sow it. And I wanted to sow it into the life of a man of God. The man of God was having a program during that week. I entered our small car. I was driving to VI to attend the program to sow the seed. Police stopped me on the road. They were asking me for birth certificate, your mother's middle name. You know, police, they can ask for anything. When I saw that, this woman, you're going to make me miss this program. I left my car on the road. They gave them the key. I said, this place I'm going, I must plant this seed. My destiny is tied to it. It's not this your question. I left the car, entered taxi. I got there. The program had ended, but they were just rounding up. Thank God. I planted my seed. $200. A few months after or one year after, I can't remember. See, seed time and harvest time. You must allow time. Seed, time, and harvest. So it's not calo, it's not calo, calo it's not a slot machine. It's a, it's a walk with God. He will do it. Let him do it at his time. You keep going. It's not that I gave tight last week. What's happening? Relax. Your money is too small. Don't tension God. Of your 10K. 10K now. Nobody can sleep. Say, God, you promise. Do what only you can. Say, go and sleep. Don't threaten me with 10,000 naira. <laughs> a few months or a year, I can't remember, one or two years after, somebody came, one of my boys in church, but he had gotten a foreign job. And he said, Pastor, I want to give you a seed. You know, I said, fine. He said, it's a check. And he said, I know you don't like to go to the bank because I hated going to the bank. Now, you can send me to the bank depending on what you are sending me. But I, I hate going to the bank. I said, yes. I said, write the check. In the name of my PA. So the guy wrote the check in the name of the PA. So later in the day, the PA gave me the check. That time, only one bank in Nigeria used to give check in dollars. Only one bank. It was an international bank. By the time I looked at the check, it was about 5,000 something dollars. I said, why did you write in this boy's name? I will go to bank for this one now. I followed him all. That was a lot of money that time. This was more than 15 years ago. It was a lot of money. It was dollars, 5,000. Wow. A lot of money. But it was not my harvest. So I told my wife, we don't eat this time. We planted it. Sold it to church. 
Some months or one year after, I can't remember. One guy came to my house. Say, Pastor, I brought a seat for you. I said, Thank you. Give me a fat envelope. I opened it. It was ten thousand dollars in cash. Ten k, beautiful. <laughs> All this time I didn't have money. I counted it, thanked him. He left. I told my wife, "We don't eat this time." See, it's where you are going that determines your behavior. Somebody on local flight, the time he needs to get to the airport is not the same time of somebody on international flight. It's not the same. The behavior is different. After that, some years after, somebody came to my house with a bag. Early in the morning, I've never had my bath. Gave me a bag. I opened it. It was $100,000 in cash. Beautiful. I took picture with it. It was fine, trust me. 100 k That time. It wasn't common now that everybody has dollars. I even called my banker. They said, you, can't, you cannot pay 100K into your account at once, so people will start looking for you. It reminded me of the scripture that said, you won't have room enough to receive it. 100K in cash. By now, you know what I told my wife? You know what I told her? What did I tell her? I said, we don't eat this time. 100K US. So when people, when people say it's offering money, you are eating. I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing. <laughs> you know how many times you need to collect offering? How many years you've got for each 100K in dollars? <laughs> uh, everything I'm teaching you is what I'm doing. God, this church is not my source. Your job is not your source. God is your source. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Your job or whatever is just a channel. But your eyes must be on God. And you are practicing the covenant principles tied to God. It's not to pastor. It's not to deacon. It's not to anybody. Forget it. It's you and God that have business. So we had 100K. I told my wife, we don't eat this time. Where I'm going? 100K dollars. He can't buy a house in abroad now. <laughs> Where I'm going is to be, I want to be a billionaire in dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way you are worshipping your 10,000 naira, they say pay tight. You are arguing, spit is coming out of your mouth. Your vein is neck. You have vein on your neck. <laughs> oh my God. Small blessing you have. They don't see you in church again. Small blessing you can't pay tight, you can't give seed. You are behaving like somebody that has reached their destination. So when you see somebody that has sown 100K in cash at once, not instrumental. So if I say I'm rich and I'm blessed, uh, you should know what I'm talking about. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? My dream is that one day, one day, I will share the remaining part of this testimony. How that we had a million dollars and I say we don't eat this time. Have I expanded your mind small? Uh, I'm not sharing the story to brag. I need some of your minds to be angry. That dollar is going up. It's because you're not getting dollars. I'm happy dollar is going. Let it be going. Anywhere it's going, we'll rise above it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You will earn 
globally. Oh, I don't think the people I'm talking to are not here. I say you will end globally. I prophesy international doors will open for you. International opportunities will open for you. Today, I stand as a servant of God. Any restriction on your mind, I break it in the name of Jesus. You will start to take steps that are bigger than you. You will start to make moves that are bigger than you. There will be expansion on your thinking. Whatever the dream you brought to church today, as you are going back, God has expanded it in the name of Jesus. It will be bigger than before. It will be bigger than before. I said it will be bigger than before. In the name of Jesus. You too will prosper in every currency. I say you will prosper in every currency. You can never be poor. You can never be broke. You will earn in every currency of the world. In the name of Jesus. When we are giving in millions of dollars, you'll be among those that we give. I say you'll be among those that we give. There are people here under the sound of my voice. Only you will give scholarship to over 100 children. Only you will sponsor the gospel of Jesus. Only you will give cars to many families. In the mighty name of Jesus, go and do exploits. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.